watch The Neutral Zone, a Star Trek podcast by ladies, where we talk about Star Trek loudly and at great length. I am your host, Corrine, joined by... I'm ambivalent about you today, Kim. Hello. And likewise, Ari. I got you a pizza. Oh yeah, goddamn. Sorry, Kim. Ari's amazing! Finally! Such a great pizza, all this is, for free. This is what it's like on the other side. So welcome <laughs> to episode... Season 2... Episode 16, Gamesters of Triskelion, or as I like to call it, Sticks and Stones May Break My Bones, But Whips and Chains Excite Me. (laughs) (laughs) Alternate, alternate title, Mermaid Hair and Uncomfortably Sexual Wrestling. Yeah, that's fair. The first one's better. Yeah, I agree, obviously. Mm -hmm. Uh, So this episode, I think we need to put straight out there, was written by Margaret Arman, who was one of the first female television writers. She wrote for Star Trek. She wrote for a number of series, including Wonder Woman, which explains why she's so into bondage. (laughs) (laughs) And whips. Guys, this was like someone playing out a very strange sexual fantasy. Yeah. Okay, I have a question for you both. Yes. If you take out the ridiculous and offensive romantic subplot, how much higher would you rate this episode? No, no more. Nothing? Because I if hate you it. take really? that out... That was my favorite part. If you, no, if you take that out, nothing happens. Because this is, or supposed to be, like, the Alien Fight Club episode, but yeah. it isn't. But again, this is, I feel, is like a super 60s, 70s sci-fi-y trope. Oh, yes. This would be, um, this is like an exploitation film. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the idea of, like... Your regular old space dude gets kidnapped mm-hmm. by a bunch of crazy aliens who enslave Barbarella. him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who enslave him and there are sexy ladies in bikinis and it's all like And they can all kick his ass. Freedom. I enjoyed that like, part. Oh, so, so no, that wasn't what I was thinking of when I was watching this. I oh. was thinking of there's an episode of um, uh, Voyager where like a bunch of the crew are kidnapped and forced to fight each other in combat for a, as a spectator sport. There's an episode of Angel like that as well. Where well, this is deep, a Roman Empire thing. Yeah. yeah, and so that's what I thought this was going to be. Is like they're kidnapped and forced to fight each other as like a spectator sport, but they never actually got that far. Well, it's like Gladiator, or what's the other Gladiator movie that I also really enjoyed? Oh, The Eagle, my favorite movie of all time. Where, you know, you just kidnap random people and then make them fight for your entertainment. And then take off into the swamps with Jamie Bell. Yes! Which is obviously the superior choice. Greatest film of all time. I will fight anyone. (laughs) Gladiator style with a hat stand. Which is what people are fighting with in this episode. They are hat stands. I don't care what anyone says. Slap a weird, like, semicircle on it. It's still a hat stand. Yeah. Pokey, pokey hat stand of death. It's like they have no swords. They have nothing that's actually like. No, we weapon-y. see we see the hat stand, which I think is supposed to be some kind of like. I think it's like a weird trident spear there's type blades, thing. There's knives. There's somebody, knives. Somebody has, has a, a net. net. Yeah, yeah, the net was. This is my cool. net that I fight with. My fighting net. Yeah. <laughs> as opposed to my fish very, catching net. Very gladiatorial. It was, gladiatorial. Oh yeah, it's all gladiatorial. Like oh, it's it's the Romans, right? Yeah. The Romans capture the slaves and make them fight for their entertainment. So there's an episode of Torchwood about this too. This is like a never mentioned Torchwood in front of me. Oh. No, not in this house, Cam. Oh, we you guys a are wrong. Strict anti Torchwood house. There's Nesty One also. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but like this is like a major it's sci-fi a trope. It's, it's a, a classic. Thing that you, and mm-hmm. I'm wondering is like, is this the first one? 
Or was there something no, before this? No, there are a million exploitation sci-fi films that come before this one, which no, I think no. is the genre it's feeding off of. It, I'm just talking yeah. about the being captive, cap, capturing people and forcing them to yeah. fight. No, for... there's plenty it's been of done. that. Okay. Like, if you go through, like, the pulp covers, it's usually that. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm a very studly white man being prowled upon by alien seductress who is also making me fight bad guys. Oh, no. Oh, no. I would not classify Shauna... As a seductress. Which I'm going to call her the entire episode. I couldn't even focus on it. Well, I originally had her down a silver onesie. Yeah, I call her silver because, like, they go around and they're like, this is Lars. This is other woman. You don't get a name. I didn't catch it. I was, was, like, writing them down. I'm like, oh, yeah, goat man, this thing. They don't mention her Mm. name until she and Kirk are having their, like, romantic walk in the ruins. Lord. Her outfit is a revelation on every... I'm so impressed. ...that she does. Because I'm like, okay, first I think I got it, like, fine. And then she turned around and was like, oh, there, oh. And then she turned around again and was like, oh. (laughs) Like, everything here makes no sense. Yeah, so it is a... Silver bikini. Yeah. With a belly button covering belt. Mm-hmm. Sure. That joins up to the bottom to give like hip windows. So, yeah. and then, but she turns around and then there's no back. Mm-hmm. And then you side turn, panels. And then when you like look at the top, it's got like strappies around and over and like she is strapped into that thing. It looked like it was so close to falling off of her all I'm the so time, and it looked it extremely uncomfortable to wear. So, here's what I realized about, because all of their outfits are, like, predicated on the harnesses, right? Mm-hmm. That the, there's one color of harness for the men's, and there's one color for the ladies. No, they all, okay. Yeah, no, the ladies fine. have silver fine, ones. Fine, fine, I retreat. And Sheena and, and, and I don't know the name of the girl who was painted yellow. I have it written down somewhere. The candy. Sure. They both have silver harnesses, and their outfits are sort of structure around it, and some of the men are too. And it reminded me of, like, when you do the sun run, and you have the shirt that everyone gets handed out, and some people just wear the shirt because this is the first run they've ever done, and then some people go seriously, seriously into it, and, like, alter the shirt, and put fringe on the bottom, and make it all fancy. So the people who have been fighting for a really long time, they had, like, their outfits integrated into the harness, because Shayna's would definitely fall apart without it. Where are they getting the fabric? Uh, the, providers. the providers. They provided it. The providers Duh, provide. <laughs> Sorry. There is like furs right. there and I'm like, well, what animal? Never mind. It's a silly question. How do the providers provide? I stand totally correct. You're asking silly questions. (laughs) Very, very silly. I clearly did not understand this episode as well as I thought I did. I hate this episode, guys. This is bullshit. I did, however, enjoy very specific parts of it. You can probably guess. Is that any time that Kirk's shirt was off? Yeah. AKA the second 50% of the episode. Also where he's like chained to a wall for <laughs> no particular reason because they chain them up and then they unchain them and they're like, okay, training montage. They train, yep. they chain them up to um, install the collars so yeah, that they bullshit. couldn't get away while they were installing the collars. You have them at knife point. Why would chaining them up make any difference? Oh, I don't know. That Kirk food's pretty dangerous. I'd probably chain them up too. He, I feel like this episode is really one where Shatner goes full Shatner. Oh Yeah. He takes the Shatner up to 11. I know, like, his life is 100% Shatner. Like, he doesn't really have a choice on that. Yeah. But sometimes he goes more Shatner than Shatner. And this episode was full Shatner. Yep. Like, <laughs> yeah. the grasping, the facial expressions, the... 
Yeah. Why the, are you yelling? This is my charming face. He was face. shirtless. Oh, he made out with somebody a lot, you know? It was. It actually. was It was full Shatner Kirk. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, where he schmarms his way into the affections of women by being like, hey, you're beautiful. What's beautiful? Oh, I like love. What's love? Oh! This was dumb. Um, it was dumb. It was not a good episode. I don't think I hated it I as much as you did. I'm mostly much, like, ambivalent to it. I'm I like, no. really there. enjoyed what the bones of this episode wanted to be because... Really? Honestly, I did. Because I could... I'm I'm easily moved by even the tiniest effort at world building, and I actually think this episode did a, I don't want to say a good job or even a reasonable job, but it tried. It tried in the six seconds of uh, exposition that Shannon was allowed to deliver this before Kurt started telling her how pretty she was. Sorry, this is again like a weird sci-fi thing where people evolve so much by, uh, in in their words, dedicating themselves to intellectual pursuits. That they no longer need their puny, fragile bodies and just kind of, like, evolve themselves out of them. Yeah, well, we've seen that a lot in Many this series. Times. And not mm-hmm. only do they all evolve themselves out of their bodies, they evolve themselves into giant dicks. Yeah. <laughs> They're, like, terrible people. Yep. That's true. Like, it seems to be, like, the theme is you need a fucking body to be a good person. Because you need to be able to experience pain. Yeah. And pain you can't and experience... Fear. Yeah. You need all the squishy chemical emotions or you don't have a conscience because that's where it comes from. Yeah, I mean, th- this This is, I feel like, a preoccupation of the writers, or just a preoccupation of the time, is that, that sense of evolution, and you, you kind of understand the uh, the social situation in which they were doing this, like, trying to make the Superman, trying to make a better man, right? Mm-hmm. Through either genetics or eugenics or whatever you or want to do. Or in this case, kidnapping and training. Yeah, but the, the idea that eventually we're just not going to need our bodies anymore? I think that's nonsense. We'll die out before that happens. Evolution doesn't work that way. For one thing, you would have to have a, a, an in-between stage between where you didn't really want the body anymore, but someone still had to, like, polish the giant dome where your brain lived. <laughs> How come that dome wasn't more dusty? That is an excellent question, isn't it? How do they actually... Janitorial thralls? Maybe. Okay. They have drill thralls. Why not janitorial thralls? Drill thralls. Mm-hmm. It's felt like cheerleading gone horribly askew. Well, you guys will actually get your wish when we get to Voyager because we do get an episode where we see what humans look like as they evolve into human beings. Yeah, into they evolve into Only slugs. one possible evolution, and I reject it. <laughs> so best to reject the episode altogether. Yeah, this is a bonkers episode. I feel like we also need to very quickly gloss over the B plot because I don't want to talk about it. Oh my god. Of why they were there in the first place? No. no. All of the bullshit on the bridge where Spock that is like, I'm going to take this reasonable step and investigate and use something that sounds like plausible to try and find the captain yeah. who's been missing for six hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At, while Scotty and Bones are like, you're making shitty decisions. You're a terrible human being. I think they're all dead. So can we just go home? Basically. Well, all of the episode of this action, which is, I guess, supposed to be, like, tense and intriguing, is cut with bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. Complete and utter bullshit. It is, like, half nonsense and then half bullshit. There's no tension in this argument. Spock is like, okay, we're gonna go try this thing. Spock's in command and, and they're definitely not going to mutiny. The stupid compromises, yeah, of course they're not gonna goddamn mutiny. He's like, okay, well, like, if there's nothing here and this is a dead end, like, we'll go back to the planet and we'll take a look again. Yeah. yeah. So like, clearly that was his plan all along. Where's the tension? The tension. Well, it's it's 
fake manufactured yeah, artificial tension to give them something to do because they're also main characters. But again, However, this bullshit B-plot did give us Ensign John Haynes, who I thought was a delight. Oh, she got a name. Yeah. Well, she's addressed as Ensign Haynes. Her first name is never said on screen, but it's Jana. I, I loved her. She did very She was the well. most competent adult human being in this episode. I did notice that there was a woman at the house. She was piloting and she was really science officer because she manned both stations. Yeah, they made her do two jobs. It was amazing. I'm guessing for economical reasons. Also, well, Chekhov had to Scotty get kidnapped. Scotty and Bones weren't doing anything, no. so might as well get a woman to help out. Deep question. Why is Bones even on the bridge? To cause is... trouble? He just kind of leans himself up against a railing. To interfere. Like, I'm just going to be here beaking off a little bit. Basically, yes. I mean, that's the whole thing with this plot felt like, well, they're main characters, we have to pay them and we have mm-hmm. to include them in the episode. Basically, yes. Yeah. We need and to fill was, up another, eight, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. And I mean, I'm always complaining that there's no B-plot and it's all one story, but this was bullshit. They didn't even try with this No, one. they didn't do anything. It was, was ridiculous. And the time frame for this episode is, I know. if you push it, at maximum, two days, twelve hours. Yeah, not that's even. What, two that's days. what I figured no, it's is twelve hours. Days. No, I it's think like, it's definitely. I would have given it ten. Yeah, because like there's at one point where they've been like, you're like halfway through the episode, and Bones is like, it's been four hours since they've gone missing. They're probably yeah. dead, and I'm just like, there was also a bit where they're like, so you're fully fledged thralls now, so now the yeah. rules apply. I'm like, that hardly seems fair. <laughs> just only Kirk could overturn an entire society with his lips in 12 hours. I would actually give it less than that, because he was clearly tied up for a while. Yeah, so... they were unconscious for probably the first hour or so. Yeah, so let's say 11, 10. 10, 10, sure. yeah. 10, 10 hours, 10, 10 hours to overthrow so a planet. They actually do have a, you know, at least a, a passable reason for actually being where they are in the first place. I'm... We think they're here to, like, check out an automated communication station, which is why Uhura's yes. going along. Yes. To do her fucking job. That's what they say. They say. Yes. Do we think that they have been, like, like watching them this whole time, just waiting for them to get into range? Because they clearly knew who they were. I don't know. I don't understand how these people work. And we're talking about people. We mean the stupid glowing brains. Yes. Let's not paint over it or keep this as a reveal for later. Our brains. In a giant dome. There's like in a cake stand. A yellow brain and a green brain. Holy shit. Signature challenge, guys. Okay. Make three jello brains and then (laughs) put them in a giant glass dome. Because uh, that's what it looks like. And then Shatner acts up against them. Yeah. It's a moment, guys. Yeah. It's a moment. There's Literally a lot pressed going against on. the brain dome. Yeah. yeah like, Which sounds like a euphemism, but is no. not. What kind of euphemism would that be? I don't know. Anyways, he's like trying to stare them down. They and don't do, have doing, eyes, like, Jim. hand motions for them. Like, Although clearly they can see. <laughs> well, I don't know, but they're obviously getting visual input if they're watching people all the I time. Don't they just know how they see all. They don't see anything because their brain. Their consciousness is so large. They have like, evolved out of their bodies. Visual data eyes. is being fed into them. I assume by artificial means that thralls have to maintain so highly evolved my butt. Um, but they try to beam down to check out this communication station, whatever. And instead, of, yes, Uhura, definitely yes. Yes. Who else are we going to bring on this journey? No idea why Chekhov. Why Chekhov? Because he's got good hair. Why Kirk? Because Kirk goes everywhere. It really should be Spock and Uhura and no one else. Like, of course it should, no but if it reason. were Spock, he would just Vulcan nerve pinch everybody and the episode would be over That's in 10 true. minutes. That's true. That's true. If it's Kirk, better. he can make out with a lady and solve world, all the Shatner world's reasons. problems. Shatner reasons, 
So, but before they can beam down to this perfectly straightforward milk run, boing, yeah. And here we are instead on what is very clearly a fighting arena from the first instant. Oh yeah, we when you kind out. of sit down, you're like, "Oh, I see. We're in a gladiatorial situation. Yep. Why are they lying down?" Uh, I I don't know. Drama. drama. Okay, yeah, drama. drama. Whenever I reach drama, I just lie right down on the floor and let it pass <laughs> over me. And um, and their comms are dead. And yes, of course they, they are. Where the fuck they are? The phasers are also dead because uh, bless Kirk, he is able to without actually taking a really good look around. Be like, it's a tertiary sun pattern. Well, he probably looked up and saw the three suns. Yeah. I thought that was referring to the weird uh, triangle symbol that they do. No, nope. he was they, talking about three, three physical suns, suns okay, in the sky. In fact, Spock mentioned that the, it's I a tertiary was. star system a couple of times later on, too. There's a good snappy moment because Scotty's like, Oh, oh they boinged off! And he calls Spock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I want to hear your Scotty Thank impression you so much. every it's episode. It's going to come back. And then Spock's like, Yeah, that's, that's what the transporter does. <laughs> Don't know what you want me to do. Scotty's like, no, no, no. So, of course, we've got our threesome chilling and writhing about on the floor. And then what I can only describe as pirate barbarian, Kurt Russell, a green glamazon, and our mermaid hair approach. I had uh, a caveman. Yeah. Another man, a man with hair. A man with hair. Uh, and then two ladies, one who, one who is orange and one who is yellow. And Ari? How did you describe uh, him? I had silver onesie. Yeah. Uh, pink bathing suit. Yeah. Uh, let's see, dog man. And I didn't have a name for the last guy because he was actually disappointingly normal looking. He looks like Kurt Russell. He looks like Kurt Russell. He just had all that hair. Kurt Russell. Yeah, which I would have been much more into, but mm-hmm. I don't think that is the case. Four um, versus three is hardly sporting. No. No. Especially since these are, like, people who only fight and that's all they've ever done. It's very strange. And they instantly take them all down. Kirk is shocked because the person who takes him down is mermaid hair. Yes. Easily. There is a bit where they figure out that their phasers are useless and Kirk has to issue the command. (laughs) All right, everyone. Hand to hand. Well, I mean, Ahura probably knows, but Chekhov's not that bright. No. He might need the instruction. That's true. He'd just stand around going, but my hair, it's going to get messed up. So the two ladies... Hand-to-hand combat was invented in Russia. Fair, fair, fair. (laughs) Ahura takes on two ladies at one time. Yes, she does. uh, Who just kind of, like, corner her with hat stands. And then as, like, Kirk and the pirate barbarian are fighting out, everyone just kind of stops and... Watches. It's yeah. because of her. It's because none of them are a threat at all. So this They're is just, just kind of like, like huh? Well, light this is amusement. A thing. This is the thing we watch. I did enjoy that when Kirk takes out the dude that he's fighting. The lady silver has silver bikini. Oh, has she would to call come her over. silver fox. Yeah, silver fox. That works for me. Uh, has to come. She's the one who comes over and like takes subdues Kirk. Yeah, that was yeah. amazing. He's shocked. His face was amazing, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. Then, I need a boing sound effect, please. Boing. 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 Then Vampire Weekend shows up. <laughs> in, like, yes. the sparkliest red collar I have ever it seen. It is an amazing Take amazing. it away, Kim. Oh my god, so it's just, like, straightforward black robes. Yeah. But then, like, a stand-up Count Dracula, mm-hmm. or Count it sort of went- from Sesame mm-hmm. Street, like, collar it's just count. basically shinier, like as shiny as Dorothy's like ruby red slippers from Wizard of Oz. 
lovely. It was amazing. His face is molting. Oh well, yeah, he was bald. He was sort of like bald. um, like it's like leprosy on a dog. It was very strange. It was very odd. It was yeah. like it was like gray and white spots. Like he was, he was patchy. Speckled. I'm assuming it was a makeup effect. I assume. Yeah, I hope. Well, oh God, that's the other. No, I'm pretty sure it was. That's the other thing is that we actually get like he says it when they come back from the commercial where he's like, "There's racists scattered from all over the galaxy." So this is we actually see like more than one alien on screen at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's mm-hmm. Nice. Everyone gets to be kidnapped equally. Yeah. yeah. So we also have a caveman with fangs or tusks. Yeah, small ones. Barbarian. Yeah. Uh, Kurt Russell, which I think is a great he description because he's just so like much. he's just like blandly attractive and has all the hair. Yep. Um, and then so we have Lady One. That's a great description of Kurt Russell, by the way. <laughs> blandly attractive, great hair. <laughs> so here, you would you like my clothing descriptions. Now? I yes, would. Please. Okay, so we already went through the silver bikini with like the belly the belly button covering, bells on the hip things, and it's backless. And so much and so little. Her skin is. I can't tell if she's just really tanned or if she's actually painted orange. I think she is painted orange. She looks orange. And then she she has got green hair. Green mermaid hair. That kind of goes up and then back. And that thing is shellacked within an inch of his life. Somebody has used like five cans of hairspray on that dew. Okay. It is not moving. She's doing a lot of physical activity in this episode. Question. Wig. Or no wig. Oh, I think wig. It's got that weird little thing in really? the front. Yeah. I don't know. I would... Uh... I don't think... I, I'm torn between thinking you could actually have that much hair. I'm going to go wig just because okay. I don't know that they would dye the actress's hair green for, like, a guest starring role. No, I'm pretty sure it was a wig. It's got that weird little ridge thing at the front edge where you pin it down mm-hmm. to your real hair. Mm-hmm. I'm going to controversially go with no wig. Ooh. Just because. Very okay. good. Okay. So our second lady here, um, and I'm just—I actually found her name in my notes. Um, you don't find out till later on, but it's Tamu. Okay, the killer whale. Yeah, and okay. from Chekhov's reaction, you'd assume that's what was put in the cage with him. Oh, uh, but we'll get to that oh, later. Um, she has yellow skin and orange hair. Um, but she's wearing a pink one-piece bathing suit. It's mm-hmm. got like crazy white designs going all over it, and a mm-hmm. nice silver belt. She also has really great hot pink nail polish on, <laughs> and I love her. I love everything about her. Don't forget her little pink booties. <gasps> yes, little pink booties. She's, She's adorable. She yeah. is. I, yeah. I'm going to rename her Princess Bubblegum. <gasps> yes, yes Princess Bubblegum. Much better than Tamu. I really wanted her to succeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I felt like she was very admirably trying to be like, hey, Chekhov. Yeah, um, when she speaks later, she's got like almost like a, it's a very like a deep voice, but it's, it's almost modulated. kind of like robotic and yeah, modulated. Yeah, very, very weird. Yeah. Anyway, so Vampire Weekend is like, okay guys, you're going to be thralls. Enjoy your new collars. Mm-hmm. His name's Galt, but I like Vampire Weekend. Yes. So they immediately bind our crew to spackling. Like, they are strapped to the wall. They are strapped to the wall, but the wall is not smooth. It's like spackled. Like stucco. Yeah, it's like stuff. It looks very uncomfortable yeah. to shackle to. Yeah, I know. I would not hate. that there's comfortable things to be shackled to as a general. Uh, as a general rule, would beg to differ. But the <laughs> the what is it? Stucco. Yeah. Stucco is very uncomfortable Sharp. to lean against. Mm-hmm. I, I think scars. we've all been there, like someone's yep. house, and you're leaning up against it, and it's just so uncomfortable. So yeah, this is possibly like the hardest moment for me to watch. Really. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they have shiny new collars. On and so Vampire Weekend's like, it... congratulations, you've been chosen. 
to be enslaved and fight for the entertainment of invisible jackasses forever. Hmm. Welcome to New Hope. Kirk attempts to yell his way out of this situation. <laughs> yeah. No, we're officers. Well, yeah, I, I, I kind of understood that because it's a very, it seemed like a very visceral reaction. It's like, uh, fuck you, we're citizens. That's right. Uh, is it the Terry Goodkin novel where this is essentially this? Uh, like, here are my sexy collars and here's my disciplining stick. Very likely, yes. Yeah. Um, uh, my my thing here that I wrote was Kirk asks questions and gets shitty answers. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yes. I don't understand what he thinks he's going to get. Respect? I don't think he's thinking about it at all. I think he's just absolutely enraged at the idea that they've been, like, made into thralls. Like, this didn't seem like good word, though. I really like it. It is a good word. Thralls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to skip, skip over right over everything the... that has to do with going Except back to the we ship. get a lady at the con who isn't fucking ensign. Yeah. And I enjoyed her a lot. I... She gets so much tech talk and exposition dialogue, and she, she actually does. figures out where they are. That's true. No one else is of any No use. one else nope. is doing anything. She finds them. Nope. Nope. Ensign Haynes. Good job. Bones and Scotty are, like, actively obstructive. Yep. It's like Bones doesn't even want Kirk back. He's actually like, he's at one point. I still can't get over this. I keep talking about it. Bones actually says to Spock, it's been four hours. They're probably dead. It's ridiculous to think they might still be alive. Yeah. I think we know now who wins Kirk's best friend award. Yeah. Anybody but Bones. So we're back to Crapola Planet. Mm -hmm. And the, the providers have thoughtfully provided engraved... Cells mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice with a nameplate. They, they look like stalls. They do. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because of like to extend our metaphor. Mm-hmm. Um, I love how they again they put their names on them so they feel comfy. The crew do like a coordinated gut punch to their yeah. keepers to try and escape, which of course doesn't work because when you've not. got a collar on, what do you think it is for? It is not sexy decoration. No. Well, um, I think they had to try at least once. Yeah. Now they know. Also, I think I really enjoyed their acting when they were being shocked. It was disturbing. Yeah, it was it extremely was. disturbing. It was, it was sort of, it was like with um, Ahura's screaming yes. and the combination of like the screaming and the camera work. It yeah. was scary. It was scary. It was the, probably the most effective part of the episode, yeah. getting across how bad the pain of this collar yeah. was. That That is fair. We also see a lot of Ahura's panties in this one. Or sorry, they're like they're like her dance pants. Her dance. They're pants. clearly meant to be seen. Her spanky pants. They're very strange. At that point, why wouldn't you just do shorts? That's not they sexy, ride up. Kareem. Oh. Dance I pants don't ride up. Shorts very sexy, but they ride up if you're doing a lot of physical activity. And dance pants yeah. don't. Whatever. Uh, so these are called Colors of Obedience, which I'm pretty sure is from Derek Terry Goodkin for <laughs> reals. The girls have very stupid weapons. Like the stupid hat stands. I don't know. They give them more reach. They have sharp, pointy ends. You don't have to get in close with someone who's physically they're stronger huge. than you. Yeah, but someone, there's, there's Kirk tons. takes one from them and just kind of yanks it out of their hands. Yeah, but on principle, there's a really good reason why a ranged weapon or a longer <sighs> melee weapon is good for <sighs> a woman who is usually smaller than a male opponent and not as strong. So you need something pointy that keeps you at a distance that you can hurt them without getting too close. Anyways, so they're locked in and. Kirk is just having a conniption. Well, her asks the tough questions like, where are we yeah. exactly? Uh, How the we, fuck did we get here? Are we on a different planet? And then Kirk kind of pipes up, or a different dimension? Oh. To be fair, that has happened to them already. Wait, is there not an anime like this? 
There is exactly an anime like this where people are kidnapped from different planets and made to fight each... Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's a trope. This is it's a, a massive trope. trope. It's a trope. I don't enjoy this trope. I can enjoy this trope. I did not enjoy this episode. You just enjoy angsty, death-riddled I, situations. I enjoy hand-to-hand combat. I fast-forwarded through a lot of the hand-to-hand combat, to be perfectly honest. Damn you. Sorry. I couldn't figure it out. Anyways, each of them gets a drill thrall. Uh, Uhura gets Kurt Russell, who I think tries to rape her. Yeah, that is exactly what this scene is. Well, he, yeah, because he walks in and he says... I have been selected for you. And we find out later In that that means... a much scarier... Yeah. Yeah. We find voice. out later that means that the providers have chosen that you two should breed to make more little thralls. Yeah. And, and then, then she hits him a bunch of times with a metal jug and, and he you, runs and away. We, and we don't get to see it. You get to see her shadow on the wall of her yeah. screaming and Lars... His name's Lars. Yeah. But Kurt Russell. Yeah. Like, grabbing her and them fighting and... I'm glad we didn't see it. Helpless and the other, and Chekhov also helpless. Them screaming from there. It's really disturbing. It's very disturbing. Although I do want to give a, we didn't have to see it, and I'm really glad about that. You know what? B, I'm really glad that they both freak out and yell about it instead of just cringing in resigned silence as if this is something happening more to them than her. That's fair, but I almost wish it had, like, the grappling had been viewed, because it was really scary to see it in the shadows, because a lot of it then is reaction shots from the two others. Yeah. And it's hard to watch. Yeah. You get the the impression that maybe she fought them off, but when Kurt Russell comes out of the cell, he's zipping up his pants. Yeah, but he also says it's not permitted to refuse selection, and then he's like, runs off to report her. Yeah, this was disturbing, and I don't think the episode needed this. No, it really didn't. No, the the pain was enough. Like, that was enough stakes. And you could could allude to the fact that providers just tell who to breed with who later on when Shana mentions it without having this scene this feels seriously risque for the time period yeah really really intense like it was hard for it was hard to watch um on the other side of the spectrum Chekhov gets a princess bubblegum who just wants to be nice to him yeah Mm -hmm. she likes his pretty hair I like you Mm -hmm. he however He's being a jackass. Also, I was not a huge fan. If you listen, the music cues that they get here are yeah. all like sexy music cues. A lady is going in to check off cell, and it was his reaction with combined with like the sexy music. Basically, was like Chekhov's grossed out by her. I agree. I found the music more like comedic like oh isn't she this horrible whale trying to like cozy up to our young hero and i kind of thought she or they because the voice modulation and like the bushy eyebrows seemed like it was sort of hinting away from like classically feminine it was weird i don't understand why he found her repugnant no i mean i can why why he found them repugnant because I can understand if they were going for, like, he's really uncomfortable with the idea that he's going to be forced to have sex with somebody. And that kind of stuff. But I don't feel that's how they were playing it at all. He's disappointed he didn't get a skinny, skinny, pretty skinny girl in a silver onesie. Yeah. Yeah. And instead got this dog. (laughs) Yeah. I was not impressed with any of that. Yeah. It was. It was weird. It, it was, was a gross. weird moment. Kirk Weaver obviously gets, like, the sexy fo- silver fox. Obviously. Yeah. And talks about, they have a chat, because, of course, Kirk can charm the, I don't know, 
like onesie diaper romper off of any gladiator women about their weird system of owning people on this planet. Yeah. So if you fulfill your training, you might you are get developed. You are developed. You might get vended to one of the providers for some quattros, which definitely no. we have to start quatlus. Oh, sorry, quatlus. Quatlus, which is obviously something we need to start using in our lives. <laughs> yes, we need to convert all of our currency to quatlus. Yes. And start trading in that exclusively. Yes. Mm-hmm. Much more reliable than the Canadian dollar. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Quat lose forever, guys. Uh, again, this gets so uncomfortable. Uh, yep. Kirk does this line, which he imbues with the most gross sexual energy we have had yet to date. Mm-hmm. I would like to present, present my evidence. Will you provide... All my nourishment. You. I didn't even notice that one. There was so much ambient. Ugh. Cause, cause, yeah. Yeah. When he meant is... nourishment, I was like, "Oh, are you? I think you are. Ugh. I think you are." Yeah. Yes. I wrote down. Kirk immediately hits on her, but possibly it's just reflex. I we do know. find out, however, that that Shannon was born here. And then her mother as far was she, also Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. She was kind of bred there, making this whole thing horrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, he is... he his, in, his first move is to charm her into doing what yeah. he wants. Because he, you know, Usually lays works. on the thick Kirkness of like, oh, you're so beautiful. And she actually says, what's beautiful? On the other hand, I get it world-building-wise. Yeah, why the that's, hell would you that's yeah. kind of why there's parts of this that I really liked. Mm-hmm. Because she she was the most convincing piece of world-building in this episode. Her character. So because she's, like, born and brought up on this planet. And most of the exposition we get about the Thralls is from her. Yeah, I mean... She carried it off very convincingly, if, I thought. If what the providers are after is entertainment, and if, like, all they care about is fighting, and it's great, a great fight... They wouldn't care if somebody was beautiful no. or not. And she's a second, at least, second generation thrall, and she's very accomplished, or she wouldn't be picked to teach new ones. Have you guys ever read the webcomic Ogwath? No. No. There is a strip. It's set during the gladiatorial games, and it's like the little Roman Empire and his assistant, and they're watching the games and watching them kill each other, and the emperor kind of looks over and says, well, have we ever just kind of made them, like, have sex for our enjoyment? And Aiden's like, no. <laughs> so the Emperor's like, does the, does the hand gesture? And then they start going in and they're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god. So I'm like, there's other entertainments to be had, weird brains. Yeah. Just consider. If the internet has taught us anything, is it that the noble entire humankind working together to one cause is that that cause is actually going to be porn. <laughs> Although I actually think I would find that more disturbing than forced gladiatorial combat. Oh, yes, obviously. Yeah. No one wants to see that. Besides, their brains, they don't really, I don't think they get excited by that anymore. We don't know that. Well, they seem to be mainly competing for, like, to win. Like, they don't seem to care about anything. And then they make bets on it. Yeah. As should we, really. It's like counting cards, but with lives. Anyways. So we get training montage. Yeah. And we get to another uncomfortable moment. 
to say the least, because oh, they all have shiny new harnesses now. <laughs> and um, Galt brings a guy to be hit with sticks, basically. So it's a black man. Oh yes, this is super fun. So they bring him out to the middle of the three of them, and they are going to be used as like tar- he's going to be used as target because he practice. disobeyed an order. Yeah. So if you needed that slavery metaphor driven home, oh, well, it gets better. So he brings him to the middle of the trinary sun pad fighting arena thing and he says his hands will be tied and you all hit him with sticks to train mm-hmm. and he says well, hurry you go first and she says no and galt says it is not permitted to refuse she says, i don't fucking care if it's not permitted i'm not doing it and he says fine you can be the target instead so we've gone from the black man being the literal punching bag to the black woman being pulled into the middle of the ring to have her hands tied and be hit with sticks star trek what the fuck are you doing it was a decision they made. They really did. And again, I feel like this is a very subtle, like, slavery was bad, kids. Let's Just in case you hadn't caught that. on. So Kirk, of course, steps forward and is like, no, take me instead. Because he's the captain. Well, my part in here is when they're all refusing, Chekhov spits at them. Cossacks. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because Kirk, Kirk says, oh, Uhura keeps saying, I don't care what you do to me, I'm not going to do it. And Kirk says, none of us will do it. And then he says, I'm responsible for what my people do. Take me. And he does. Yep. It turns into a weird whipping montage. This was really <laughs> just to get rid of his shirt. Uh, also, he is still narrating to his diary as yep. he's being, as he is being whipped. Yeah. Mm-hmm. His it's shirt just, is shredded. Yeah, his shirt is shredded, and it's literally just an extended scene of him being chased around an arena with a guy whipping him with really loud whoosh, whip yeah, sound he's got, he's got two whips, actually. Yes, one for each one hand. One in each hand. I, have a, I couldn't figure out how to pause this today. I don't <laughs> think that is Shatner for 90% of those shots. Oh, no. Shots. Are you kidding? Oh, Rolling no. around on the ground like here's a peasant? The, here's the thing. I sometimes... Sometimes the TV is not crisp enough or the picture is not crisp enough that I can actually see the faces, so I tend to look at the gut. (laughs) (laughs) God, that guy is a big guy. That's probably Shatner. Oh, he looks awfully spelt. Not Shatner. Because, again, Kirk's favorite move is to just, like, to kick the guy. Yeah. Two feet kick in the gut. Yep. Which doesn't work. No. Mm Mm-hmm. But his gives him a cherry cola, and suddenly he's already oh yeah, and some advice I guess. Yeah. I like, I also like he gets a break in the middle of his punishment. Yeah. There's also a point during this fight where he like decides to try and take the guy down by jumping on his back like Wesley riding Fezzik, <laughs> which I laugh pretty hard at. Yeah, they finally hear the providers who are all about the Quatlus making them Quatlus rain or whatever Quatlus do. I don't yeah. know. Do so something Quinkle? during this fight makes the providers decide it is time for these brand new fucking thralls to be vended, and they get purchased by Provider One. There's a bidding war that Galt administers. But yeah, but Kirk goes for two thousand Quatlus, which is a hefty load of Quatlus. A lot of course it is. One for each one of those invisible abs. Yeah. Oh, and and now Galt's like, so congratulations, you're now real thralls. And now if you disobey, we kill you. They also get an upgrade on their bling. So yeah. it goes from white to red. Yep. Yeah, the, all the colors, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So next is sexy jogging. Oh. Yeah, this is yes. where it's like, okay, and now a Rocky montage. Yes. Sexy half-naked jogging. 
So next we start our sexy jogging montage. And I should say half naked. It's not totally naked jogging. It's just like from the belly button up. Kirk is not wearing a shirt. No, but he's wearing extremely high-waisted pants. Also, he has a very well-heeled scar that is like running back to front. It's all like the a, way around. Like a welt. It is painted on. Yeah, it is supposed to be. I, I understand what they were going for. It's supposed to be like a mark from the whips. That is not a mark from... That is not fresh. It was like... 20 minutes ago. It looks like a very well-healed wound. <laughs> it is, but the, we need to focus on the part that he's, like, half-naked jogging. Not sweaty, which is weird. I feel like we've gone away from the sweaty era of oh, Star yeah. Trek. I yeah, when everyone was, like, were glistening, sweaty, like, they were sealed. sweaty all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, any, that was the, the cue that something was wrong, is everybody was sweaty. Well, see that happens when they're fighting on a ship. No, they just got sweaty all the time. <gasps> How long has that egg been in the oven for? Sweat. <laughs> Although definitely Shayna is not sweating because nothing makes her sweat. And he's like, can we slow down? I'm so tired. They've apparently been going for two miles. Another example of switching back between two miles and miles kilometers. not that much. Shut up, Ari. Well, it's not. If he's, he's like a, a captain of a fucking starship, he should be in better shape than that. All he does is upside down non-bicycling blocks. I'm just that saying. That is his exercise. That is his way. He's built for endurance, not speed. He clearly isn't built for endurance. Whatever. Maybe she was just going really fast. He's, he's built for endurance in a lying down position. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Ew. So he keeps probing her, eh, about what the providers are like. He starts with, what are they like? Wait, do they have bodies? Which is a weird question to ask. It is a weird question. Well, this is this is leading up to one of, another one of Jim Kirk completely impossible intuitive leap to push the plot forward moment. I'm going to argue against myself. So we've actually seen examples of weird godlike figures that don't have bodies in the way that we would recognize bodies. Mm-hmm. So Adonius and the weird ascended beings who were Maybe actually aliens. just like balls of light, mm-hmm. the pipe cleaner monsters. Yeah. So you know what, Corrine, you make a good point, Corrine, but Corrine, you're totally wrong. <laughs> Oh, Corrine, don't be so hard on Corrine. She can't <laughs> help it. He, they're around some ruins, which are yes, like cement and he's blocks. decided so, oh, so obviously this is where they used to live when they still had bodies. It's like, oh, oh okay, sure, I'll go with this. It's Fine. a leap to make. It's a hell of a leap. Well, he's more of a high jumper than a runner. He, I would also like to interject at this point that Shana has a knife pointed at her butt. Yeah, that knife, especially if you're jogging, does yeah. not look safe. It's like tucked through the back of her belt, but it's like resting at the top of her ass crack. It absolutely is. And when you're jogging up and down, that is definitely seeing some friction. Ari, you jog. Do you ever do it with a knife pointed at your ass crack? I've never felt or the need. Or in your ass crack. I've never felt the need. Can you try this weekend? No. Please do. We have a, a lovely selection of excellent sharp knives. For no. science. No. Yes. Oh, you do it for science. Have a knife with a guard on it. No. There will be no jogging with knives. So Kirk just starts full out Kirking, talking about the sexiness of Earth and stars and draping his hands creepily from behind over her shoulders. He is right up behind her, hands like rubbing her shoulders, (laughs) whispering in her ear, sensually massaging her. it, It felt like it was gross. Yeah. But it felt gross and like, she doesn't know what romance is. Yeah. This is like too much. This is like macking on a 12 year old. Hey, she is unage. I think <laughs> when, why don't you start with 
like hand holding and then maybe graduate to shoulder massaging. It feels like a weird first step. We also find out that thralls don't know about space. Or sexy times or kissing. Yeah. I feel like the space is actually a bigger deal. They have no idea what a planet is or what a star is. But they don't know what love is. Ari, love is the most important thing on our planet. Or so is James Kirk's thesis statement for life, apparently, because that is basically what he pitches her. Well, so you're, you're enslaved, and that is bad, not because you are simply enslaved or because you are killing each other for the entertainment of giant brains in a giant jar, but because you don't get to get married and have, what is it, two point two children or whatever the hell the weird ratio is. 2.5 children. 2.5 children. And a white picket fence. fence. Objection! Mm -hmm. He is saying that love is actually choice. Mm -hmm. And that choice and the freedom to choose is the most important thing. I knew she was going to snap and defend it. (laughs) Yeah, well, I I will. I mean, that is what Kurt goes to every single time you enter society. It's like, no, you have to be able to choose your future. Yeah, So, I mean, it's like the messaging is consistent. Yes, he is on Bram. Yes. Choice, freedom is choice, yes, but it didn't. It didn't doesn't always necessarily spin directly into freedom is choice is heteroromantic love. Also, for the first time, Kim does not oppose Kirk meddling in another culture. <laughs> I was wondering. I was wondering. It's an episode first. <laughs> yes. I was like, no. I mean, he's doing it in a gross fashion. Kim, you but didn't I'm mind actually the... okay with this one. This is a crappy planet. It the is giant... a shitty the giant snake you you had no problem with, but this is over your line? But the snake wasn't making them kill each other. It was making yeah. them kill outsiders. Yeah. <laughs> Which the somehow s- seems less bad. The snake was taking well, care of them okay. and helping them preserve so provider. What about Purge Planet? Pardon? What about Purge Planet? They were killing themselves. Each other. Which one's Purge Planet? The one where they beam down. Suicide machines. The, yeah, the Archons. Yeah, it worked for them. I was pissed. They Kirk murdered each the... other on a regular basis. And so did people on, on, on Earth. They it's awful here too. No, no, no. Archons, they didn't necessarily murder each other. They just committed gross acts of violence and thieving and window breaking. And sexual assault. Yes. And other assaults. But not straight up pitting one-on-one gladiator-style I actually murder. think that give, given the scale that these are pretty even for me in terms of awfulness. Full-scale slavery? No, Kim, I'm gonna have to come down on your side for this one. This yeah. society is the worst. Yeah, you're right. It's a oh, crappy just planet. in terms of it's shocking awfulness. planet. Yeah. And there's no it way out. It is a terrible planet. There's no even, like, there having ships. A, there's no having a secret underground rebellion. No, nope. yeah. And, like, from my, and mostly my objection in the other cases has been, like, this is what the society has evolved into over time, and who the hell is Kirk to come and just decide that your society is terrible? No. Objection to the word evolve? Evolve. Yeah, okay, fine. But, okay. in this case, like, the brains are, like, actively, like, we're gonna They're kidnapping, kidnapping people. You. Yeah. Hold you here against your will. Make you fight to the death. And make you fight to the death. And also make you have sex with Kurt Russell. Yeah. Okay. It's terrible. Okay. What about the people who are born and raised in this culture, Kim? Hmm? This is me, believe it or not, playing devil's advocate. Hmm. What about the people who are born and raised in this culture? Because there are certainly multiple generations of people who've never known anything else. Weren't kidnapped from somewhere else. We're born here. It's still wrong. Hypocrite. (laughs) Anyway... No, this planet sucks. Kirk delivers his thesis statement that you should make out with me for freedom. Fine. And so they make out <laughs> for the American way. Yep. Uh, and she's like, okay, yeah. Maybe I, I will tell you some stuff. Yeah, like, see. I like this kissing thing. I like kissing with my lips and also... Shoulder massages. Sinking ships. Yeah. <laughs> with them. 
So, of course, the providers are like, wait a minute. So, of course, they enact the weird pain collar. Mm-hmm. Here is where Kirk goes full Kirk. <laughs> she is writhing in pain. It's a terrible agony. He takes her by the shoulder and flings her around like a ragdoll. Her head is snapping back and forth and side and side. He throws her to the ground. And, and all the while screaming at the sky. Punish me! Punish me! He actually yells, like shakes his yes. fist at yep. the sky. Full Shatner. Yeah, this was amazing. It does get, like, again, weirdly Wonder Woman bondage for us. Yep. Uh, the provider's like, yeah, compassion has no value. It's like, it's interesting, but psh, no. And so, but they do stop it. And she's like, oh, why, why? Well, in why addition, you put yourself in in addition to kissing, Earth also offers helping people. <laughs> Except not fucking you at the end of this episode. You have to stay put. Oh my yeah. God, we'll talk about that when we get to the Clearly end. Yes. Clearly, yes. So Captain Cockblock Vampire Weekend <laughs> bought in. Right, because the providers stop, like, pain shocking Shayna and then say fine you're entertaining carry on and then Vampire Weekend as they're starting to make out again it's like your parents opening your bedroom door just when it's getting good he is a weird chaperone and he's like well you have amused us but uh knock this off but you have training montages to get back to exactly I'm going to skip over everything that happens on the ship. She's angry at him when they get back. Like, how dare you make out with me with your lips and your lies and your sexy earth talk. Mm -hmm. And he's like, instead, how about more kissing? And then... (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) He punches her! He fucking hauls off and punches her out! Yeah, he cold cocks her. Yes! They're just, like, making out, and then he's like, oh, by the way, punch you in the face. by the way. This is the hero of a television series, the captain of a ship in the 1960s, who cold cocks a woman unconscious. His love interest! (laughs) Ostensibly. And then says, sorry! And then runs away. Yep. Steals her key. God. And Chekhov. So Chekhov tied, again, bondagely tied up his girl, which I feel like that is a story I would have enjoyed watching. (laughs) Well, she was just like sitting on a chair, like all nicely tied up. I'm guessing Chekhov said to her, would you sit in a chair and let me tie you up? And she's like, oh yeah. She doesn't even even look upset. She's just like, okay, now what? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So on the one hand, I understand Kirk wanting to escape and like free his people, and get out of there. Yes, Kim. On the other hand, he fucking punches her in the face. But on the other, other hand, that's what she does for a living. On the other, 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 other hand. Couldn't he have just asked? You would think. Like, on or, the, like, just, with, like, locked her in the cage? Or while they're making out, just, like, move on to groping and grope the key right off her belt? I think was I've decided, actually, just... I thought there was yeah, something. there's yeah, a key. There's sure a little mind. thing you have to touch to the door. No, I think I've actually decided right now that he would chose, chose this course of action because he knew that if he tried to take it off her by force, she would kick his ass. Or she would get punished by the Punisher. So, Also, yeah. uh, Uhura apparently got rid of Kurt Russell by just complaining about her food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently it was. She's just racking up the demerits. So the ship does eventually. They try to escape. It doesn't work because of course. And they get caught in the parking lot. Why would you think that would work? No idea. What was your next step? Like scale the gate. Yell at the sky some more. Scale the gate. Because yeah, like Vampire Weekend just like boing. Yeah. Like shock. He can appear out of nowhere. Like guys. He sees all guys. So the ship eventually shows up. 
due to events that we're never going to talk due about. Due to Spock's competence and yeah. nothing else. Spock, I'm sorry. Spock and Ensign Haynes. Yeah, fine. Spock so and Ensign they Haynes. show up at the planet and McCoy's like, finally, let's send some guys down to get them. And Spock's like, no guys. Just me. Just me. And no, then no, the providers This are argument like, is meaningless anyway because the providers are like, cares? actually, no. Oh my god. And at Ugh. this point, they take a break Paper to you. recount the plot for us. Yeah. Well, we might have fallen asleep. Valid concern. <laughs> Valid. And somehow Kirk just, like, argues at the providers until they beam him down to the actual he source of their them. power. They're like, oh, well, you're helpless. Fine, fine. And they fine, are we'll jello molds. They're they jello are brains. jello brains. A thousand meters. Again, meters. Let me say that again. Meters? We said the miles. Sorry. This yeah. is my pet peeve. Pick Below one. the surface. And due to mental evolution, they got rid of their stupid bodies. Which is dumb. Fine. And then, essentially, this became really weird and topical when they were essentially describing this as the Olympics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that we need the, the physical activities furnished us with purpose. Our only purpose. <laughs> and Kurt's like, it's, that's I mean, fine. That is the Olympics, I it guess. Is, it's, that, I mean, that's accurate. Like, yeah. for two weeks, the entire world shuts down and is like, sports. And watches physical prowess and feats of strength and Instead people of defeating each other. other people. Yeah. Crap. Yeah. We are them. Where are my quat lose? <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. So, oh, the providers also have like frozen the ship, so they're sure, stuck fine. just sitting there in space. The, well, no, th- this is this is the incredibly formulaic stakes raising. <sighs> but my point here, like the my favorite part of this was that the brains are like, Kirk, you and your people are just too smart. You're all gonna need to be to die. Yeah. How unfortunate that you must be destroyed. Mm-hmm. And Kirk's like, you can't get away with this, and they're like. Yeah, like magnetic storm and uh, no Federation will never know. Yeah, you just be a mystery. Yeah. yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't worry. At which point, Kirk just screams "murders," which I would like as my ringtone. So if we could arrange that. <laughs> yes, and finally, Kirk cottons on to the idea that you guys are horrible gamblers with a you know, terrible addiction. I actually didn't hate this argument, but it was way too long. I almost cried at the line where he's like, "Humans are the most successful gamblers they are." Like, just weeping. I was like, that's so beautiful. Because we are. We gamble on love. We gamble on life. We gamble on exploration. Like, how beautiful is that? I am very tired. (laughs) I thought it was beautiful. So he makes a stupid bet that if he beats, like, three other thralls. Three thralls. Yeah, sure. That um, everyone will get freedom. The American way will reign supreme. And And they'll teach the thralls to build their own civilization. Whatever. All three of them. But if he loses, he'll get Earth people who are the best rebels out there. At which point, again, I started getting all weepy. I'm like, oh, they are. <laughs> God. They just go against the odds to go into space and find things. God, how beautiful is that? And not die in vacuum. Pull yourself together, man. <laughs> <laughs> so beautiful. Kirk then, they agree to this plan. Of course they do. Uh, one versus three of their choosing. Kirk attempts to put his hands on his belt buckle. He's not wearing a belt. <laughs> <laughs> They boop de boop him out to Gladiator Stadium number one, and they have actually good rules for this fight, which I thought were neat. They it's were got, interesting. Yeah, actually. Like, someone actually thought this through. Yeah, it, they've got a kind of symbol on the ground, which some of it is yellow and then some of it is blue, and you got to stay in your quadrant or else that Kirk has to kill all of them, which he has zero problems with. Yeah, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll take him out. He murders, 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 yeah, murders. He's- Two people. Duress, so probably he, isn't he kills. Murder. He kills the caveman. Yeah. And he kills Kurt Russell. 
Yep. Which, to be Kurt fair... Kurt Russell can go. Kurt Russell, I'm fine with him going. Yeah, obviously. But, like, yeah. the caveman didn't really do anything wrong. He just... He was had injured. He was a pirate barbarian. He was injured. He had an eye injury. Yeah. And Kirk straight up murders him. Yeah. He strangles him to death. Yeah. And then Kurt Russell, unfortunately, is the victim of a hat stand accident. There's also an Andorian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that so. was random, that was weird. but I like it. Could it. Also, it could have been Andorian or the other one. That was an Andorian. Was yeah, it an Andorian? Sure. That was okay. an Andorian. Well, they didn't bring the weird Andorian But armor. the Andorian gets injured, so they have to send in... And um, now it's awkward. Oh, it is so <laughs> awkward, because he's like, you betrayed me. He's like, oh, baby, I didn't but i guess i did but i'm never going to admit it so just forgive me anyways okay but here i have a question yes so she loses do we think she loses on purpose no are you sure yes because my other question is do the thralls know about did the thralls know the terms of the wager no why would they sure yes because that would give her motivation to lose no she does not lose on purpose. She has a moment of compassion. She's like, I can't stab that handsome, beautiful, hairless chest. Well, they, they go back and forth a couple of times where they both, yeah. they each get each other to a position yeah. where they could kill them and they don't do it because they yeah. have the, the mushy feelings for each other. But then there is some, like, deeply unsettling sexual wrestling where he, like, legs and legs her down to the ground yeah. and knife and... Geez. Well, his legs are his best weapon. Usually. You know what? Documented and true. Yeah. So the provider's like, fine, fine. We agree to everything. And she's like, why did you lie? And he says, I quote, I didn't lie. I did what was necessary. Which was lying. Okay. Well, okay, technically. Okay. No, Ari. The opposite of lying is telling the truth. Well, he didn't actually get a chance to lie. Instead, he punched her unconscious. (laughs) So technically, it wasn't lying. But she's just decided that in the light of that, and that's a fair assumption, that everything he said before that was bullshit. I guess love really means never saying you're sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Now here comes the most bullshitty part of the episode. You. Because Kirk's like, well, I win. Thralls are free, and you three brains are going to teach them to be... Like, you're going to teach them how to run a society I and like give them know, reading lessons. I'm not going to, like, check up on it or no, anything. No, and then I just like, trust you guys. qualifies three jello brains in a jar <laughs> yeah. to build a society. <laughs> yeah. They like, had bodies once. Yeah, and then like Kirk is just like, thousands all right, we're going home. And he turns to, like, Silver. Shana. Silver Bikini. And it's just Soda like, Fox. baby, I love you. But you have to stay here. <laughs> yes. Bye! And then he just, like, leaves her there. She is wonderfully vulnerable and out there and she has such an exploratory spirit and she's so willing to learn and she says take me with you take me to the stars all the magical things that you told me about and he's like "Mm, i can't well what the providers are going to teach you oh the same providers that enslaved us for the entire life and orchestrated my mother's death he's like yeah they'll teach you and she's like you can teach me i will follow you yeah, but you gotta learn before you can reach for the stars, baby. Fuck you. What? Like, this is like the biggest dick thing he's yeah. ever done. Spreading democracy and STDs across the galaxy. Oh my god. So then she has a monologue directly to camera. Yeah. Which was unusual and deeply creepy. <laughs> Goodbye, Jim Kirk. When did, when did she learn his first name? Anyways. <laughs> uh, 
Off the provider said thing. it actually. Yeah, I will watch. I will learn and watch the stars, and remember. If we come back to this planet and there's some sort of creepy Kirk cult happening, I'm oh, going to be I really hope the cult is based on her, actually. I would definitely watch that episode. Of course you would. You'd yeah. join a Kirk cult. Well, no. I can recognize a Kirk cult. That's has- a, like a strong no to you. <laughs> it's more like a measured no. Like, I would definitely consider it. And if it was a profitable religion, I would run it. <laughs> but I don't know if I'd be willing to worship Kirk. His body, maybe, but not the rest of it. But them. yeah, she has a, her little monologue, and I have, like, I'm sure this is a really emotional moment for her. I'm just so impressed her silver onesie stayed put the entire episode. Yeah. yeah. Props to costume designers. Yeah. It was a close call a couple of times, but it did stay on. I have a personal headcanon about how this came about, and that is that... It's welded to her? Well, they designed that costume, and it's completely designed around the lady harness that all the lady characters wear. I sure. think her costume came first, and then they were like... The thralls have harnesses. <laughs> that is what I think happened. I guess it gets around the technicality that Kirk is not technically naked. Yeah. On top, he yep. has a harness on. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it keeps his pants from uh, showing his, like, indecent belly button. Mmm. Deeply sexual. So, Kim, life lesson from this episode. Um, the Oh, my life lesson is that the bad guys will always honor their side of the bargain. <laughs> always, without fail. You can just walk away and not put any kind of checks in place, and it'll be fine. That is so depressing. (laughs) I mean, because you can tell, like, as soon as they're off the planet, they're like, well, technically he's not here anymore, and we had the agreement with him, so null and void! Colors back on. 500 Quatloos! (laughs) Oh, you have to figure this at least has to be as diverting as making them fight each other in Gladys. No, they're like, we have no interest in this. They through their brains. What are they? Got? I hope that Shayna broke breaks into the brain cavern and kills them. They're a thousand meters underground. Meters, meters. It can be done. Meters, meters. She's clever. Okay. All right. Life lesson. Uh, don't evolve into nothing but a giant brain. You'll turn into an asshole. Okay. Mine is going to be shoulder massages. Will get you whatever you want. Ooh. Yeah. Mm. Also that human beings are the greatest gamblers in the universe. They just gamble on love and they gamble on life and they gamble on exploring the planet because they hope against all hopes and odds that there's more life. Come on, Creed. Pull it together. Uh, We've got two more things to get through here. Um, Ari, your count. Uh, Six ladies, two people of color. Okay. Kim? Two deaths. Surprisingly. Oh, yeah! It was only, it was very low. Yeah. And yeah. I guess, uh, Shana-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na's mother. Yeah, but that was off screen and we never met Pre-episode, her. Pre-episode, we usually don't Uh, count. performance of the episode, Kim? Uh, I am giving it to the lady who played shana na 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 Angelique Pettyjohn is her name. Angelique mm, Pettyjohn. Good name. Yeah, very mm-hmm. good name. No, good she name. was, she was amazing. She was great. Her eye makeup was astounding. Yeah. yeah. How did she even open her eyes? I don't know. That's part of the performance. Practice. But yeah. yeah. She was great. And then, like, if I had to give a special mention, it would be to everybody who ever screamed in pain at the shot collar. Because oh, that yeah. was, that that's was good. That's her. That's yeah. her. Um, Ari, performance of the episode? I have two levels of performance of the episode. Number one is Angelique Pettyjohn because I think she was amazing. So often with guest stars, you get either the people, you, you so often you get, especially ladies in science fiction shows, they cast ones who look amazing in the costume but don't really care about this genre thing. But she really committed and I, I respected that. She was good. But uh, special runner-up to Victoria George who played Ensign Jana Haynes because I enjoyed every second she was on screen as the only enjoyable part of the B-plot. Bless your heart. I'm giving the performance of the episode to that silver bikini. <laughs> <laughs> Not in a supporting role! 